What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Joined Monday morning, I got Mello, I got Connor, and boys, oh boys, the moment that all you stickies have been waiting for. We are announcing the 2019 tailgate tour right now, this morning. I'm a little... I don't know if it's the Red Bull or the tailgate tour. I'm fired up, though. I think it's the tailgate tour. I think our listeners, just go ahead and get those credit cards ready. Open up whatever travel app that you used because we are going to reveal all seven games that we are going to this year. It's going to be awesome. We've been getting a lot of questions about these. This actually took a while to put together, to be honest with you. We had some changes along the way. Uh, there's going to be a lot of surprises in here that I think specifically one is, is going to blow some minds. Uh, hey, I, why wait any longer? Let's get right to it. <laughs> yeah, let's get right to it. And we're not just going to say, oh, here are the games we're going to. Today's show, guys, is almost all tailgate tour, taking you behind the scenes of why we picked these cities, the players we're looking forward to, the, the venues we're looking forward to. We're also going to sit down with Terrell Edmonds, uh, Steelers Safety. I want to get that in there because we're, we're super stoked. We have a great list of interviews for you guys throughout this week. And then we're going to do some draft on draft questions. But let's kick it off right here. The the only place that I can imagine starting Tailgate Tour Year 2 is where we started Tailgate Tour Year 1. You knew that it was going to happen. Connor, I, I just picture you grinning with that beautiful fucking hair. We're going back to Texas because <laughs> Texas is back. LSU at Texas, September 7th. Mello, how excited are I, you? I think this is one of the biggest non-conference games of the entire year, and it just happens to be the first one of the schedule. This game was so important for us that me and Matt had to change around our kid weekend. So <laughs> I think a lot of people probably didn't have this one on their predicted list because a lot of you weirdos out there, you track when we have our kids. We had to switch up our <laughs> schedule, and I think it's going to be very much worth it. Getting to see Grant Delpit, one of the best safeties in the nation, go up against this Texas offense, see how he can pair with you know, guys like Colin. Colin Johnson and Sam Ellinger. I think the tailgate experience, we went to Austin, we went to Baton Rouge last year. Now we'll get to see both these teams in Austin. I think it's going to be a great event with what they're doing down there. Uh, Not even being a homer, this is going to be a great game. I'm very excited that we get to go back to Austin. This is one of my favorites because I could not make it to Austin last year. I was not with you guys for that game. And the pictures and the stories, everything looked incredible. I've never been to Austin before, so... There's that. It's going to be amazing. And I think back to what Mello just said, this is an amazing out-of-conference game. I mean, we got to go to LSU last year. The fans were awesome. The team is awesome. We're going to get to see that team again this year. We're, we're all over Grant Delpit. Defense for Heisman week one. Let's go. And yeah, as I long think as he just, doesn't get any interceptions. Yeah, yeah, right? you got to be hoping. To, you're <laughs> going to be hoping tackles. against that. I'm going to be the only one in the stands rooting for that. But, I mean, we can't wait. I, I can't wait to finally go to Texas. I know you guys are really excited to go back, and, and I know you're very familiar with the area, and I heard it's just a, a, a lovely city. So this is a great way to kick things off. A lovely city. You can find us on Bevo Boulevard before the game. You can find us on 6th Street after the game. And depending on what happens, I might be buying you guys all rounds or I might be drowning my sorrows. We'll Sixth Street might turn into like Nashville. I remember our last night of our adult spring break, one of the stickies slid into my DMs and was like, where are you at? I know which bar you're in. You're in nudies, but I can't find you. And then I left and I finally got cell phone service. And I saw all his messages. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. We already headed back for the night. We're done. What were you guys wearing? <laughs> One of his friends was wearing like a Jets hoodie, and he was the guy right next to me. Oh, no. The entire night. Oh, so uh, make your plans now. Don't wait till the night of to try to find us on 6th Street. You're going to want to hit us up before then. Yeah, make your plans to get down there. We will be there for sure. It's going to be a fun one. 
And I think, like you said, defense for Heisman, not only Grant Delpit, keeping on Caden Stearns, rocking number seven for <laughs> oh, Texas. Yeah. Because he's only a true sophomore, but we're going to be excited to see him. Sam Ellinger is going to be one of the top Heisman candidates on offense uh, if Texas has the year that we're all expecting them to have. Keontae Ingram running back. I'm very excited for the breakout year that the, uh, I think he'll The have. edge rusher? What's. Caleb on chase on. Yes. Yeah. Seeing him healthy yeah. uh, will be very, very nice because, I mean, he was on the field a little bit last year before he got hurt, and I loved what I saw out of him early. He reminded me a lot of, you know, good, healthy Arden Key, so hopefully he can come back and have a good bounce back season, too. Weed free Arden Key. Yeah. I, 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 those were the days. I was, you know, more politically correct, kind <laughs> yeah. of being safe version, but yeah. So, week one, we're going to our place. We're going to go down to Austin, get some Franklin barbecue, drink some Lone Star. Week two, September 16th, and if you're jotting this down, you might make note, that's a Monday night game. We're going to go ahead and hit Connor's favorite team up for some Monday night football. Baker Mayfield, Oda Beckham Jr., Miles Garrett, and the Cleveland Browns go to MetLife Stadium to take on Adam Gase and the New York <laughs> Jets. And whoever that GM's yeah, going to be. They do have Sam Darnold and Joel Adams and... Leonard Williams and Quentin Williams, uh, they have a pretty good team there. Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. C.J. Mosley. This is going to be a clash of two of the best young quarterbacks in football. Connor, how freaking excited are you that, uh, number one, you don't have to fly this weekend? Yeah, this is going to be nice to stay, I guess, home that weekend. But more importantly, this thing is going to be packed out. I can't imagine how many Jets and Browns fans we're going to have at this tailgate. It's going to be absolute mayhem. I've already bothered our buddy Adam Lefko to come to this tailgate since it's a local tailgate, and I think it's going to be awesome. We haven't done the NFL side of things yet, so this is going to be kind of a new trial for us, and the MetLife parking lot is is always a lot of fun. It gets a little trashy in a fun way, so, uh, I mean, we're going to have a blast, and I think, I mean, Monday Night Football atmosphere for any NFL game is always crazy, and I've been to plenty of them uh, at MetLife or when it was the Meadowlands, and it really is taken up a notch. So I think this one is going to be one of the more electric tailgate atmospheres that we have this year. It'll be interesting to get to that NFL market too, uh, where it won't just be you know the college age kids or, or the just the college experience. I think is different than the NFL one. So I think it'll be really cool for you guys to get into that tailgate experience too. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, like you said, getting to a different different crowd and and we i know we have so many fans in the northeast when we did the stick to football event at the br office it was limited it's like 125 people this will not be limited uh nope, right? limited <laughs> eighty thousand ish people so it will be a really good time and also i think a pretty good game now i think the biggest question is are we going to try to press past this game and be professional or are we just going to get tickets Oof, man. I think it's a tickets for us. I think so, too. Yeah, I think uh, I'm finally, I may, might actually, the rare occasion I let the fan out in me in this one, because I know that the tailgaters <laughs> are going to be extra crazy before the game, so I'm not going to have a choice. And also, uh, one more thing to note here, we're already working on trying to get guests at the tailgate, so stay tuned for that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say, I don't, I'm don't. i neutral with this game, so I feel like the sticky's got to let me know whose jersey should I rock for this one, because I'll rock a jersey. Like That's a, a white one. Jamal Adams? Guy, I was going to say, that or Odell? jersey would you wear for the Browns? Odell. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't like, wear a Tread Baker. lightly you over there, buddy. <laughs> no. No. If someone wants to donate $1,000 to my charity, I'll wear a Baker Mayfield jersey at the, the Jets-Browns game. I think wow. that's a good price. Crickets. If you do that, I'll break my I'll break my no quarterback jersey rule. I do not believe in wearing quarterback jerseys. Oh, I just You know what? I'll tell you what ruined it for me. 
Mark Being Sanchez went, Well, yeah, no, 100%. But Vinny Mark Sanchez, everybody bought a Mark Sanchez jersey, and then they started making, like, I, it just was a bad jersey. It was a ba- and I never got one, but I just it ruined quarterback jerseys for me. I'll go with a Jamal Adams or a Le'Veon yeah. Bell. Thank Being you. Being a much. Royals fan is like that because you like no one's gonna stay. Like all the Hosmer jerseys yeah, now look exactly. Like, congrats, you spent one hundred twenty dollars. Jets quarterback jersey. Yeah. No, thank you. I actually have an Alex Gordon jersey. Doesn't fit anymore, but I've had it for a long time. So <laughs> it's uh, not fit. Yeah, I'm working my way back down into it. All right, week three, we're going back on the college schedule. September 21st. So if you're keeping track, we're going to be on the road three, three weekends in a row. row. So September 7th, Austin, Texas. September 16th, uh, somewhere in New Jersey for the Jets game. What town is that called? East Rutherford. We're, East Rutherford. Oh, that's right. Yep. September 21st, Madison, Wisconsin, baby. Cheese Woo. curds, spotted cow beer. I'm very excited for this. This I prioritize my my tailgate tour because I honestly, I don't know if I'll be able to make it to all of them. I prioritized... Texas and Wisconsin. I absolutely have to get up to Wisconsin. I want to see uh, Bart. I want to see uh, Dan. I want to see Kyla for sure. <laughs> and uh, everybody else that will be up in Wisconsin. I think that is going to be one of the best tailgate scenes that we've ever had. Yeah, so this is Michigan at Wisconsin, by the way. So pretty good team. The Wolverines should be this year at least. Great game. Great friends. I mean, our friends that are Wisconsin fans out there, they've always been good to us. We're going to have a blast, and we're excited to meet the rest of you because actually when I sent out the tweet teasing the tailgate and asking for predictions, a lot of people nailed this one. I don't a know why. A lot of people wanted Madison on yeah. the list. A lot yeah. of people ask us all throughout the year last year and you know, leading up to this time, a lot of people wanted us to get to Madison, Wisconsin, and we definitely we listened, we saw the tweets, so we knew that we had to get there. And I think that this Michigan game is going to be a very good matchup for both teams. This great Michigan offense. Get to see Jonathan Taylor in his what I assume was going to be his last year at Wisconsin and a lot of the other guys. I really am looking forward to this one. Um, second most right behind LSU, Texas. Yeah, and I think one thing I don't I want to remember to say this. If some of these places we've never been to before, like I, I've exactly. never been to Madison, Wisconsin. So either. if you're from there and you have some like legitimate help for us, like, hey, these are places that you should tailgate to get the most fans. Because last year we tried different things. We tried student organizations. We tried buying tailgate space from like the corporate spots. We tried renting out bars. Help us out because we are actually going to need some boots on the ground because Mello and I can't drive to every game this year. We're going to have to fly in, figure things out. So, number one, help us out with tips. And then, number two, we're going to need some stickies in the area who can help, like, loan us some coolers and shit for, for a weekend. So, and, and we'll make sure and take care of you if you do that. So, um, this one is, is going to be a fun one, though. I, again, I've never been there. And this is a city that has a reputation as being one of the best party colleges mm-hmm. in the United States, one of the best tailgate colleges colleges in the United States. So I'm very excited for Wisconsin. This is where we'll get lost, like LSU <laughs> last year. 100%. I've never been more sure of something. At least two of us. I'm ready for my golf cart ride, you know, re-ride. <laughs> I don't even know what you would call that. Ride dose. I'm very excited for it. I'm also excited for this. We're going to go on a break because we want to tease you guys out for this a while. So we're going to go on a break. We come back. We just got four games to announce. So uh, shake your pen. Make sure you got ink in it because we'll be back with the rest of the tailgate tour. 
All right, we're back, and let's recap quickly. September 7th, LSU at Texas. September 16th, Browns at Jets. That's right, Monday night football, NFL style. September 21st, Michigan at Wisconsin, hitting the heartland. So if you're in the Midwest, I want to give you a little bit of a tip. That's the game you're going to want to go to because we're out of there for the rest of it. Now, October 12th is a special day if you're a college football fan. You probably know that that's rivalry weekend. Mello, if we're going to hit a rivalry in college football which one do you think we should go to? There are so many good ones out there. I, I don't think Michigan and Ohio State play this weekend, though. And let's see, Auburn, Alabama doesn't. Mm-mm. But I think there's another team that does. That's going to be Texas, Oklahoma. You have to get to the Red River, River rivalry. This game will be absolutely packed. I think that there are going to be more football fans in this area than you've probably ever seen before. And Dallas is easy to get to for everybody. These are going to be two top 10 teams. I think the winner of this game probably wins the Big 12, and I think the winner also is probably going to make it to the college football playoffs. These are two very good teams. I was actually leery of going to this one because how many people will be there. Yeah, and I, I have no idea what to expect. No uh, chaos. Easily oh, half a million yeah. people will be yeah. in this area. I said we like with some of the games. I know our boss is like two Texas games, guys. Really, I was like, no, no, like seriously, like this, this we have to go to the Red River game because you know we want to show our bosses as much as anyone else, like how awesome all the stickies are and the great tailgating atmosphere. And part of that is like getting around as many people as possible. And there's going to be. Like Melo said, half a million people at this game. I mean, between the fair and the game, it's going to be insanity. It's going to be a lot of fun for you guys and for us. Uh, Connor, I know you've never been to one of these games before. Oh, dude, it's going to be crazy for you because it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Absolutely, absolutely nuts. I, I can't wait, and I think I look at this one. I'm amazed at how much ground we covered on this tailgate tour schedule, and we're not done yet. We still have three more, but there's we covered so much ground. I think the tailgate tour is most importantly about locations. That's the thing, Matt. You said, hey, there's two Texas games on here, but it's totally different going to see an out-of-conference game in Austin and then going to the Red River rivalry in Dallas where we were at Fort Worth last year for TCU-Iowa State. We didn't do a lot of doubling up. We tried to avoid that, so it's going to be fascinating to see these fan bases converge in a place like Dallas where it's going to be... I mean, it's going to be electric. It really is. There's going to be so many people there and I, I don't even I really don't know what to expect. I'm just excited. We This is one where we're going to have to figure out some kind of setup because I don't even know where to begin. Uh, we're going to have to <laughs> set up a booth at the we're fair. Gonna, yeah, we might need to buy rent one of those spaces and take like I a don't truck know what or we're something. Do. I, I don't, we're going to get walkie talkies with like. Yeah, because you won't have cell phone service. Right, you don't. That's yeah, you have no cell phone service here. So um, we might. I'm gonna have to. I don't know. Put you like a GPS on you guys so we can find each other. <laughs> put when a I baby bell on my shoes. End so up I don't on a lost. golf cart somewhere. And I do want to say, like with with the game in Madison, Wisconsin, and the game in Dallas, Texas. I know that like if you're there, we can't hit every region, unfortunately, within a season. And for to some of you, you might be like. Damn, you guys were just in Dallas last year. We're trying to also hit places that are affordable to get to. Um, Dallas is a major hub for a couple airlines. It's very easy yeah. to drive to, to it's fly to. For me, exactly. So, like, you know, if you're if you're in Kansas City, you're going to be like, okay, well, what do I do? Do I go to the Dallas one or do I go to the one in, in Madison? They're both easy flights. I was pricing flights today. You could get to both for under three hundred bucks. So we're, we also try to think about. What is easiest for you guys to get to? But also, like, we are going to evaluate these players as well. So those things matter. You know, like Wisconsin, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and Michigan has so many prospects. Oklahoma, Texas, 
is one of the biggest games, and I want to see what Jalen Hurts can do. If that Oklahoma team might have more prospects outside of Alabama and Ohio State, they might be like third, or I guess Georgia. They're going to be up there, top five teams with the most prospects, even though as a Texas fan, I, I really think they're going to be very good this year. That's going to be a very tough game. They're going to be hard to beat. You might see depressed Mello after this game, because I do not take that loss well. Every year that it fucking happens, I I get very upset. It's the only thing in the world really that makes me angry, and I have an ex wife, so that's how much this <laughs> I've game never seen Texas me. win that game in person. No, I, and I've only been once, and they lost. It was a close game, at least, uh, but still, I mean, it's I've been four times. Whew, it's tough. Yeah, it sucks when they lose in person. Oh, you're hot, hot. Not yeah, dude. It's it's hot. I, know. And I wish you would stop fucking going to the game so we would win again. <laughs> but no, we have to go to the Texas. Game. One last year, one there. All right. So, so you talked about affordable places and yeah. nearby direct flights. Where the hell are we going October twenty seventh? Not uh, so, affordable if you're in the country. No, I think this one is actually very, very affordable. You're just going to save your euros. Yeah, you need to yeah, look at the exchange rate because we're going to London, England. Oh, my God. You know it, baby. We're going across the fucking pond. I don't know who approved this, but God bless them. Uh, we're going to London. I'm not joking. Bengals, Rams. We're going to go over there and see the UK stickies. We have an office in London. We have BR football. We're just going to take it over for a weekend, guys. Beer. Gonna be, I hear there's wait. beer over there. It's room temperature is my only problem, but we're going to figure that out when we get there. I'm going to be like Ben Franklin you can over shotgun there them faster to, when they're trying room to temp. fix their beer. Uh, is that I am so excited for this one. I've never been to London, so I'm excited about that. But then we have so many international listeners, uh, so many people in yep. France, in Ireland, in England. So, hey. It, once you're over there, it's really cheap to, to get around. So come see us. We're going to be in London. We're probably going to take over a pub for this game. Is I think Connor what we were discussing. Yep. Because I don't. Yeah, know if we're they thinking about it. it. This is going to be a, a BR blowout. I should really say for this game, we are going to be with uh, the ranks guys. They have a great show over there. If if you're a football or a soccer fan. Uh, BR Ranks, those are our friends over there in London. I believe Lefko is going to come over on this one with us. So this is probably going to be some kind of BR event for the Stick to Football tailgate tour at a bar, at a pub with everyone. We'll try to make it as you know as central as possible for everyone. I was so excited we were able to dedicate something to our UK listeners because we do get a lot of messages from we hear the UK fans we love the UK fans they're always the first ones to listen to the show because it comes out 3 a.m eastern time and they're so they're up and listening to it right away and I think this is going to be really a special trip for the stick to football tailgate tour yeah I'm excited about this one and I just want to say now there's there's talk mellow might not be able to go to this one because of his teaching I want you guys to bombard his twitter with Mellow, you gotta hey, go. I would love to go. I told you, I think this is going to be an electric tailgate. And out of all the ones on the list, I'm very excited that at least you guys are going to be able to go over there because we do have so many fans. And I think that that football experience and bringing the podcast over there is going to be great because we're going to interact with fans that probably haven't heard the show before. And we're going to just have all the other UK fans there. It's going to be a very good tailgate experience. I know that maybe a lot of our listeners here in the good US of A won't be able to make it over there, but I think it's going to be a very good event. I think you just take two red eyes and you're there. Yeah, the thing is the days off that get me. 
I have two personal days for everybody listening. You may not know this about teachers. <laughs> I have two personal days a year that I get to use and schedule as I want to. And I use those two personal days for the NFL draft. The Senior Bowl, I lie my ass off about and say I'm going to a coach's convention. It is. So they let me do that. I don't know how I can swing this one and just be like, oh, yeah, you know those two personal days? I'm going to need a couple more because I'm going to a So the game, game is on the 27th. I don't know if we'll do the event the 20th. I mean, I guess we'll do the event. Oh, man. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure, figure it, out. it out. Yeah. Wheels <laughs> up. Back to Anyone back. from Wheels Up listening, hit us up. Can you fly mellow? I will get a wheels up tattoo, wink, wink, (laughs) if you fly me to London. I've heard this before. I don't know if they're international. All right. And that's your birthday weekend. That is. Yeah, you're going to be there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's going to be there. It'll be fine. I'll make it work. All right. November 9th. We are back in America, and this is exciting. Um, I just realized. I actually hadn't realized this. We're double dipping with an SEC team as well, because we're going to see LSU at Alabama this one is going to have huge SEC implications. It's going to have uh, – it's not BCS anymore. Right? CFP implications. Yep. And, oh, my God, the talent on the field is going to be ama- – I'll be wearing a Jerry Judy jersey I was going to say, one. being able to see Jerry Judy live, watching his tape against what he can do, I'm very eager to watch him live and what he can do against the LSU defense, who's always very good. I think that this game is always – for the most part, closely played. They remember what you do in November, and this is going to be one of the best games in November. This is the game where the scouting hat definitely comes on. But I will say my birthday is the 6th, so I'm going to treat this as my birthday weekend. There we go. And get a little rowdy as well. But, I mean, just the talent on the field, the implications of this game every year. So there's a lot at stake here. And I I think a lot of people were surprised when we didn't make a trip to Tuscaloosa last year. And we really had no excuses not to this year. I want to be honest. We didn't last year because our old intern, Walker, was there. He has graduated now and is gone, so we feel like we can go there. That's the only but, reason. That's fair. Walker, yeah, we are going to need you to help us out yeah, with exactly getting some right. shit ready to go there. Yeah. Because uh, if you're not there, We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we have no idea. It's going to be... Yeah, that one will be wild. The last one, the final game. And when we sketched out the first schedule, uh, I think it was probably back in January when I started working on this. I was, this was the one we had to go to. It was like, you know, like we can compromise on some other ones. Let's, let's think about it. But this was the one that was like, we got to get to this game. November 23rd, Cal at Stanford. We're hitting the West Coast and I know the West Coast is huge. So maybe this isn't convenient for everyone, but fly down to San Francisco, fly down to Palo Alto. We're going to be Cal at Stanford. This game is historic. Obviously, you know, there's the band is on the field moments. Mostly, we have an office in San Francisco, a lot of amazing listeners there. We're talking about you, Paige. So now everyone can come out from the West Coast, hang out with us. Whether you're coming from San Diego or Seattle, we hope that we can see all the West Coast stickies. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we also scheduled this one out far in advance so that people could get there. Uh, We tried to make it work with trying to get to some of those Southern Cal uh, areas We tried to w- make it work with getting to Washington, but we're limited on how many games we can go to. We wanted to schedule them out in advance. Stanford kind of seemed like middle ground for everybody on the West Coast. So we really hope that all of you guys on the West Coast can make it to that game. November 23rd, Cal at Stanford. It had to make the Pac-12 happen. Just had to do it. We were hell-bent on making this happen. We almost actually had two Pac-12 games on the original schedule, but things got... You know, a little crazy just trying to jam-pack uh, NFL mixed with uh, college. So 
lot going on. We're just so happy we can make that West Coast swing. I mean, that's a that's a big trip for all three of us. It really is. And if you've been listening lately, uh, we're going to be doing just as many shows. We're still going to have shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So we yep. got to fit all these in. So it, it was tough, and and we can't wait to be out there. It's going to be really special to get a taste of some Pac-12 football this year. All right, that is the schedule. We will be tweeting this out, so if you want to save that tweet, screenshot it, whatever you need to do. But one more time, September 7th, LSU at Texas. September 16th, Browns at Jets, Monday Night Football. September 21st, Michigan at Wisconsin. October 12th, Oklahoma versus Texas in Dallas. October 27th, Rams versus Bengals in London, England. November 9th, LSU at Alabama. And November 23rd, Cal at Stanford. That's your 2019 tailgate tour. And of course, I want to throw in the Senior Bowl, maybe something at the Super Bowl, the NFL Scouting Combine. Those are technically in 2020, but we will we will be there. We'll be covering the, the Senior Bowl, like always. We'll be covering the Combine. You can look forward to events there as well. So if that's your event that you go to, don't worry. We're still going to be there for you. Guys, let's take a break. We come back. We got Terrell Edmonds, safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, guys, I told you we were going to have a great guest. We have Terrell Edmonds, safety, Pittsburgh Steelers, first-round pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. And I just want to be out in front of this, man. Uh, I uh, was very surprised when you were a first-round pick. Uh, did you expect it, or was that something that you, you like your agent had told you, hey, you're probably going to be a first-rounder? Because not saying you didn't deserve to be, but it surprised me when you were. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, going through the through the, uh, having guys – Talk to you about it, uh, making your decision to declare for the draft or not. It was a it was a big thing that was on my mind. So, uh, yes, my agency talked to me, told me that I had a high possibility of going first or second round, and then uh, I just had to make a that decision because I, I recently told my pet right before uh, you had to decide. So I had to really buckle down and make a decision just strictly off the muscle, and that's how it went. Now, your brother also got drafted in the first round. How much of his decision affected your decision? Was it something that you guys had talked about beforehand, like we're both going to go, or was that just completely individual decisions? Uh, of course, we both talked about it. Um, it was, well, at the end of the day, it was an individual decision uh, because we had two whole different situations going on. He was 100% healthy. He didn't come off of surgery, and his name was highly talked about. I'm not saying that my name wasn't highly talked about, but I did just come off of surgery, and it was just, you know, we had to make a gut decision right there. We couldn't make it together because it's because one person may go first round doesn't mean the next guy will go first round. So it was just we had to make an individual. But we both talked about it a lot. So you go from being an impact player, obviously at Virginia Tech, and great testing and first round pick to the Steelers, one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. What's it been like, just that transition from Virginia Tech, obviously a a very uh, well-known electric program, to a a franchise like the Steelers so far in the NFL? Man, it's been amazing. Uh, The transition's been, it went well, I'd say. Um, It's a little different just because now you're an NFL player, so you got better guys out there, you got pros out there, you have guys that have been in the league for 10-plus years, so uh, definitely been an investment for having a great group of guys like we have in the Steelers organization, they definitely helped me out a lot. Um, just talking to guys, uh, I don't want to go off on some name calls because I don't want to miss anybody, but there was a lot of guys that helped me adjust to the, becoming a pro athlete. 
Yeah, man. And what's that atmosphere like? Because you also play, I don't know how many, like we have a big college uh, football listener base and we all know like Virginia Tech is an amazing place to play ball. You got the cadets. It's loud. A night game at, at Blacksburg is, is amazing. How does Pittsburgh compare to that atmosphere that you guys had there in Blacksburg? Man, honestly, if you want me to be 100% honest, yes. they're, they're, really, they're really about the same because, you know, in a Sandman for Blacksburg, that goes insane before the game, but before the fourth quarter or during the fourth quarter, Renegade for the Steelers, that goes crazy. So, like, I'm having flashes on back in my college days when they played Renegade and everybody stands up. First time that it happened, actually, they didn't tell me anything about it. I just saw people standing up going crazy. And the screen went black. I thought something was going on. But, man, honestly, they're both loud. They're both crazy. Best fans in the world by far on both sides. Uh, because every game for Pittsburgh is like a home game. When we played uh, in Oakland, we had more fans in Oakland fans than I feel like. So it was amazing. Now, you did get drafted by the Steelers, and you kind of play that strong safety position. Uh, was there any pressure coming into that situation? They've been looking for that guy to fill that role of Troy Palomalu, and they kind of drafted you as that strong safety. Was there any pressure going into your rookie year with that uh, maybe in the back of your mind? Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say pressure. Um, yes, I, those are huge shoes to fill. Uh, he's an amazing player. He's a Hall of Famer. He's everything that you want to call him because – Troy, Troy, Troy did amazing things, and his plays will always be memorable for everybody. But um, yeah, this is definitely just coming in, not trying to have too much pressure over my shoulders because everybody's going to be comparing you the whole time, and you just got to understand and play your game and continue to develop as a player, and just keep your head on on tight because you don't have you don't want to have people all in your ear telling you you have to be like Troy uh, when you know that. You got to be your own player at the end of the day, but definitely, man, just someone to look up to to watch this old film and see how he did things, just to try to mimic the best way I can and try to become that that guy for the service. And you came into the the league as a 21 year old rookie. I mean, that's pretty special stuff to be a 21 year old rookie and be on the field right away. Like I said, instant impact player, 78 tackles, a lot of production across the board. How good does it feel now going into year two? You got that that rookie season behind you. Is there a different comfort level as you enter not just OTAs, but another training camp this year? Yes. Man, I feel way better this year than last year. It's a long process. Yeah, it's a long process for one uh, your rookie year because you go straight from your college season to workouts to uh, everything that falls after that. And you don't know what to expect. And then now I feel as if I know what to expect. I have, I have a lot of plays under my belt. I made those mistakes already. I, I made plays already. So it's time to just develop and become that solid player that the team needs and, and just to come and work out, work every day, just come to work every day with that mentality to, to get better. So just trying to help out the team the best way I can when I go out there every day. So just trying to build off of that, build off of last year. Yeah, man, and you uh, were fortunate enough. You got to play college ball with your brother, like Melo said. Uh, we get to work together. It's pretty cool. But now you got your Trey Edmonds, uh, the third brother, with you there uh, in Pittsburgh. Have the three of you talked about, like, okay, when our rookie deals up, we're going to super team this shit and, like, be like LeBron and start your own little group. The three of you trying to get somewhere in, in the next, you know, well, you got three years left on your rookie deal. We're going to see the, the Edmonds trio on one team. Man, that would be a dream come true. But 
I don't know about my younger brother, but I don't want to leave Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. <laughs> everything, everything that I want to be has been a great experience so far. I don't know if you want to leave the Bills. I wasn't putting any words in his mouth, but man, if that if that ever happens, it'll be a dream come true. It's already a blessing enough. I get to play with my older brother, but if I ever get to play with my younger brother on the national football level, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing, obviously. I think he would fit in very well with the Steelers' defense, too, if you can make that work. Maybe go into that GM's office and just start sliding those thoughts in there already. Yeah, I mean, Devin Bush and, <laughs> Devin Bush and your brother side-by-side side wouldn't be wouldn't be terrible at linebacker. I, I do have to ask one more question, though. Who is your favorite brother? <laughs> Who is my favorite brother? Your favorite. Oh, man, look at you trying to make me choose now. I mean, one's a teammate. Now, honestly... I mean, honestly, uh, they both bring different things to the table. Uh, <laughs> of course, I like going against Trey in practice because, you know, I get to go hit him and he gets to try to run me on everything. <laughs> and we get to see who's the fastest when he get, breaks off and all that. So that's one thing I love about playing with Trey. And then the other thing, playing with Tremaine, we get to see who makes the most tackles every game, see who gets to do whatever every game back at Virginia Tech. That's how we used to do it at Virginia Tech. So you could do whatever the most that game is. Just brothers in love having fun out there. So I, I want to say I like either one of them more than the other, but you know, I like different things about both of them like, on the field. That's a, that's a how very old good were, yeah, How old were you guys when it became reality that all three of you can go pro? That's just crazy to me. Man, really? Yeah, like what? Like how? Yeah, what age? It's so, it's so unreal right now because. Thinking about it, we used to talk about it in high school, but you know, everyone talks about it in high school. And then when we got to college, we talked about it, and we just continued with that chip on our shoulder like we got to make it because we got to make it there. And now that we're actually here, it's, I, I'm lost for words. It's so unreal, you can say, but in reality now, we got to continue to develop and play as long as we can. Now, one more question before we play a little game with you. Your dad also played in the NFL as a tight end. How much trash does he talk about you guys uh, now having to live up to uh, the standard that he set? I mean, he was a two-time Pro Bowler. He was an All-Pro. I'm actually old enough uh, to remember your dad playing uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. So how much trash does he talk about you guys living up to what he did? Man, he talks all the time. He tries to say that he's still the faster in the house. He still tries to say that he's the faster in the house when he knows he's not the faster in the house at all. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah he talks about all the time, talking about how he would have caught the ball over me, ran over Tremaine, uh, ran fast and Trey. He always talks junk, but he's just trying to motivate, motivate us and ease some of the pressure that's on us. Yeah, that's what dads are supposed to do. All right, man. We uh, The last thing we do with all our guests, we play a word association game. So we're just going to throw names at you or words at you, and we just want the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Up first, Big Ben. You say what? Big Ben, your quarterback. Oh, Big Ben. I would say a leader. Uh use. A superhero to some, you can say, because he's everything that people wanna wanna do in the NFL. Uh, he's just that positive role model on the field. All right, I'm gonna go controversial one then. Antonio Brown. Still, that guy that you want to look up to. Um, he's a hard worker, one of the hardest workers you can see in the NFL. 
uh, yeah, he's just a great guy overall. And here's someone you'll be chasing a ton this year, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. An athlete for one. He's fast. Um, a young Michael Vick, you can say. Uh, he's a cool dude. I know him personally. He's pretty cool. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we got to give him an L. So I, I got to put that in there. Got to give him an L. All right. I wanna, I'll be controversial. Speaking of L's, how about Le'Veon Bell? What's your one word for him? No, I don't know about Le'Veon. I don't know Le'Veon personally, so I, I don't know much to say else outside of the football field. But on the field, he's an animal. He's a dog. Uh, you can see he puts it all out there. Um, he makes too many guys miss. Uh, he's one of those guys that you want on your team on Madden as a running back. So all those great things about him. All right, let's go one more quarterback then. Uh, and I would really love it if you could just do me a favor and break this guy in half when you play him. Uh, but Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Don't be afraid to be too hard on I, him. I, think, I know if I had to think about one word to describe Baker Mayfield, I'd definitely say he had that swag song. You can see the way he carries himself. He got that swag song. He does. Uh, he's a guy that competes, competitive. Uh, you can tell that he loves to win. And he just carries himself like that. It's not my question, but I would have said sensitive <laughs> about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I would have said sensitive. It seems like everybody's always talking about him, and he always has something to react to. I'm really, I'm just probably trying to get him to react to me. But if you could, please, just really lay one on him this year if he gets out of the pocket and you have the chance, and then just like point to the camera or something so we know that it was for Mello at Stick to Football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one in word association, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, going to take it in. <laughs> there it is. All right. Love man. it. I love it. That's all I got. That's all I got. They're going to take it in. We got to go take it to It's always a good game. It's always a turn up. So just got to go out there and compete and, and handle that L. All right, man. We appreciate your time. Uh, good luck this year. Year two, like you said, I think it'll be a little easier for you this year, not, not having to deal with the combine and the draft and all that mess. So uh, good luck to you guys. We'll be looking forward to see what you do on defense, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks. All right, guys. It is draft on draft time. We have six great questions for you. First one, from a UK 49ers fan, Shannon Kennedy. Hopefully we see you at the meetup at the tailgate tour in London. Shannon says, I chose the Niners after falling in love with San Francisco when visiting. How do I choose which college team to support? Love the podcast. Well, usually I say you have to be like geographically close. Just throw that out the window because that doesn't matter to you anymore. I would say traditional powers are probably... Now, more fun to root for. I know that everybody likes an underdog story, and you probably want to pick a program that's not always up there or, you know, like a UCF who's really trying to get into the playoffs. But really, I think you're just going to set yourself up for failure every year. So I think it's almost you need to pick one of these programs that's kind of the blue blood programs, the Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, whatever it may be, Clemson. I think you have to go with one of those good traditional programs already if you're really going to want to buy into college football if you're not already yeah it's very tricky to just find a college football team i mean the easiest way here obviously in the states is that people often go to the school or they grow up as kids watching the team i I know that's how you guys were with texas um so it's tough i say also another way if there's a player that you just absolutely love watching that's an underclassman so he won't be gone in a year you could always gravitate towards a school like that i mean 
that's kind of how it is for me right now. Like I root for Clemson because I love Travis Etienne. Uh, That's always how it's been for me for the last year. I rooted for Houston because I loved Ed Oliver and there's I could literally count probably 10 players like that currently in the country. So I think gravitating towards players and I know it's kind of the reverse for college fans that don't like the NFL. They just root for their players on NFL teams rather than actual NFL teams. So I would actually, uh, I look at things, uh, maybe I'm too logical sometimes. You're from the UK, so you're not Irish. Uh, You should then hate Notre Dame. You're a Niners fan. Just be a Stanford fan. They're a rival with Notre Dame already. It's a great program with a great school. There's tradition there. Yeah, good coach. It's just down, it's now up the road from where the Niners play. So just be a Stanford fan. I, I love Stanford. I know we told Antha Oreo to be a Stanford fan, and I don't think he's disappointed with that fandom. I, it seems like he's really attached himself to their program, so I would I would say go for that. Steve? Also, they put out pro players all yeah, the time. Yeah, they do. Yeah, if you like time. offensive line play, then you, you are in luck. Yeah, and their gear looks good. Steve Irvig, how far in advance do teams scout the talent of a class and then either use those picks to trade or acquire more picks? For instance, the Bears trading for Mac and then Miller, and thus sacrificing this year's draft. So, short answer, I don't know if we all need to hop in on this, they scout two to three years in advance. For quarterbacks, it can be three years. Otherwise, it's it's you know at least the next year's class. I've uh, been talking to a lot of my scouting friends over the last week, just like, hey, what are you doing? They're watching 2020 players already, and, and they have been for quite some time. So, the GM, the director of college scouting, those guys are, are usually – a full year ahead but with quarterbacks you're always watching just to try to identify those guys yeah and like just to clear it up 2020 as in like the season 2020 yeah be actually the 2021 draft and we did hear a lot of that talking to other guys around the nfl or team you know people that you run into even at the senior role they were already talking about the 2020 draft and what was coming up so they obviously have a good idea of what they're going to be looking at and some players already and before they take that real deep dive into the current class I think that was all well said. So this next one from Tyler Fornis. I'm watching Super Bowl 32 on YouTube as it's one of my favorite games ever. What classics would you want to rewatch? I have watched Alabama Clemson no less than 10 times already. Because I would play. No, the recent one. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I would oh. want to watch a player like T. Higgins, you know, and then I go, I want to see his best game or his best opponent. So it's Alabama Clemson, or I want to watch one of the Alabama guys, and I want to watch Alabama Clemson. So I, I guarantee I have watched that game at least ten times, just watching different players. My favorite football game of all time um, is the nineteen eighty nine Forty Nine er Super Bowl when they beat the Broncos fifty five to ten. So like that's my like I know it's not like a oh my god it was such a close game but like I love that game I mean they just absolutely destroy them the ninety five one when they beat the Chargers so badly is up there too uh, recently the twenty eight three Tom Brady comeback I've actually rewatched it a couple times like it'll be on NFL Network or something it's still amazing. good so that's one even I when you know what's coming. But I, I bet that would be good. Yeah. To just to even go back and watch the fans and try to get a glimpse of like the atmosphere and what was going on. Because being up twenty eight three, I know that everybody thought that game was over. And it, it obviously was not. Yeah. No, it was. I think a sneaky one is uh the greatest show on turf Rams against the Titans. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like just an unbelievable. If Marvin Jones makes that game. tackle. It's a different it's, world. Yeah, it's an unbelievable game. Uh, growing up as a kid, I had like a DVD of like a doc on Super Bowl three. Of course, the only <laughs> Super Bowl the Jets have won. Yeah. So I saw that like ninety five times. 
<laughs> it's no shame in that one. That's a good one. I think last year's Rams Chiefs is a game I could rewatch. Yeah, that was so many fun. points scored, and we were we were out drinking when that game was on. So I, there are some holes for me in it, so I could rewatch it. Uh, Terps two four three. What qualities or traits makes a college player a highly touted prospect versus just a very productive college player? So I look at guys like a good example from last year, like Sutton Smith, incredible production, but he was small, wasn't incredibly fast. So I think it goes to that size and athleticism. The NFL is still a height weight speed league. So I think that's when you have production and athleticism, you're a prospect. When you just have production, you're just a college player. And when you just have athleticism, you're a project. So like there are categories for each of those guys. Yeah, it's got to be, I think, all of those too. But you look at that athleticism, height, weight, speed, I think that's definitely it. Because even if you don't produce at the college level, the NFL is still going to see that. They're going to fall in love with it. And you're going to get your chance to make it in the NFL. For sure. There's always guys that have just inflated production from systems. I think we see so many of these Big 12 wide receivers. It's very tough to evaluate them just on the field because of the systems they're playing in. I mean, these guys are coming out with 800 yards and 6 to 12 touchdowns like nothing. I mean, absolutely like yeah. nothing. And it being like a number a lot of them, two receiver on their team. Yeah, yeah, and they don't even get drafted sometimes. So it's like, wait a second, what? So I think that confuses a lot of people. Uh, when it comes down to it, it's you know how polished of a route runner you are, how how are, much are you able to absorb in terms of the playbook that quickly, and once again, of course, height, weight, speed. Yeah, that is what it's all about. All right, guys, we are a little crunched on time because Mello and I are actually about to take off for vacation. Uh, normal show Wednesday morning. We're gonna have a couple good interviews for you, some draft on draft questions. Then we'll be back recording from somewhere in Maine. Thursday night, I think. I have no idea where we're going to be. I yeah. haven't checked my itinerary. I made him an itinerary. so uh, he, With I, weather. <laughs> well, yeah. You need to know what the, how to pack. Oh, thanks, sweetheart. Yeah, you got it, man. We are the best odd couple. Uh, so that's the Tailgate Tour episode. Thanks again to Terrell Edmonds. And thank you to you guys. We're excited to see you out on the road. Tweet at us. Let us know what jersey I should rock at some of these games. And, and let us know that you're going to be there. We'll retweet the hell out of it. For Melo and Connor, I'm Matt. We'll talk to you all real soon. 